This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello everyone, welcome to Ventime with Connie Podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode. I'm your host Connie and um, I'm excited to be recording today. And how are you guys doing? I hope everyone is well. And um, I hope you guys are taking care of yourself and um, taking care of your families as well too. And welcome new listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for checking out this podcast and I hope you check rest of all the episodes that I have already released and we do have interesting one for you to check out. And uh, welcome back OGs. Thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for always, always supporting me. Your loyal support is just out of this world and I really do appreciate you all. So today's episode, uh, we are continuing in our study in, in Proverbs and um, if you are new here and you haven't heard me share this before but i'm going through the book of proverb and it's like a devotional like a morning devotional i will read it and then i'll come share with you guys like my morning devotions on book of proverb and what i've learned some of the chapters and verses that stood out to me i will share with you guys so and i also encourage you to go read it on yourself and i'm sure you can you know point out so many other verses that i didn't point it i didn't mention that was so profound also add value in your life so please go read it on your own so what i'll be doing is just basically a short summary and just sharing what i've learned just a few verses here and then you know so welcome you know because it's gonna be a good one we have already did proverb one and two and three now we on proverb four so let's get right to it so wisdom they say is key everyone wants it both old and young Unbelievers and believers, but does everyone knows the right wisdom from above or how to acquire not just wisdom but also understanding? Today's episode, we'll be reading and discussing the book of Proverbs chapter 4 to see if we can answer these questions. If you're interested in learning how to acquire wisdom and understanding, you know how we do it. Keep on listening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to uh, dive right into Proverb 4, and I don't want to waste any of our time. So I'm going to read it first, and then I'm going to read it in NASB translation. Um, you can read along with me, or if you are driving, you don't have to read along with me. You can just listen to me read. So Proverb 4, the Word of God reads, Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father. And give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandment, and leave. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. 
Do not forsake her and she will guard you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of peace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear my son and accept my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impended. And if you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil. And they are rubbed off sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter unto the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put devious speech from far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Amen. Such a beautiful passage. So I'm going to go ahead and just share some of the verses that stood out to me. The first one that stood out to me was verse 5. I'm going to read it again. It says, Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So, of course, the first question you will ask is, how do, how do you acquire wisdom? Well, the word acquire here means getting something, gathering something. If we bring it to our life currently right now or in our word right now, how do we usually acquire a degree? We invest time studying in particular areas of study. And that actually costs us money, costs us time, energy. And some people even takes years, like people that are studying to become a medical doctor. So that's what it is, you know, when you're acquiring something. That's some of the cost of acquiring something. And that's something, of course, has to be precious to you. And in this case, in, in verse 5, it says we should acquire wisdom. Our question is, how do you acquire wisdom? We can get definitely get our answer in the same passage. And one of the tips for studying Bible I will give you is, Always ask questions when you are reading the Bible. When you are studying it, make sure you ask questions. Don't just read it and keep going. Okay, another thing is there's a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Yes, sometimes we might read the Bible. We don't have time. We're just a quick read. Good. But as a Christian, as a believer, follower of Christ, you should set time aside to actually study the Bible. Because from studying it, you'll be able to understand what you are reading. Not just reading it as those novels that you're going to read. No. It's more than this because your life depends on it. You read it. You study it as your life depends on it because your life actually do depends on it. 
So that's one of the tip one is make sure you also set a time to study the Bible. So when you are studying the Bible, while reading it, ask questions. And when you're asking questions, try to find your answers. Your answers obviously will always be in the passage that you're reading. If it's not there, if you can find it there, doesn't mean it's not there. Let's say you couldn't find it. Try to use other book of the Bible to translate that passage. It's always a good tip. Bible translates Bible. Try to use the Bible to translate the passage you are reading before going outside source, before using outside source like commentaries or what books or whatever it might be. Make sure you use the Bible first to translate it. And of course, you have the Holy Spirit with you and it will guard you in this thing. So that's one of the tips that I would give. So going back to our question, how do we acquire wisdom? In the passage that we're reading, verse 7, let's go to verse 7. If we go over to verse 7, it says, The beginning of wisdom is, acquire wisdom. With all your acquiring, get understanding. Hold on, let me go to... I'm going to read the verse 7 in New King James, because I love the way it was written, in, in, the way it was translated in New King James. Let's go there. Verse 7, we're still in Proverbs 4, verse 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting get understanding so that first part wisdom is the principal thing so that means is wisdom must be a priority to you you must see wisdom from above as something crucial that you need to survive in life that's why in the same passage proverb 4 if you go down to verse 13 it says take hold of instruction do not let it go guard her for she is your life like essentially she is your life and she here is being is wisdom because wisdom is personified here and and we see this um we see this very consistent in the book of proverbs so she is mean actually is talking to is talking about wisdom so you have to take hold of instruction do not let go guard her for she is your life so wisdom has to be a priority it should be something crucial to your life you know so Another verse also that told us how to acquire wisdom, verse 6. If we go up a little bit, the same passage, Proba 4. If we go to verse 6, it says, Do not forsake her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. So you have to also cherish wisdom. You have to also treasure wisdom. We learned that in probably Proverb what, 2 or 1. So we have to treasure it. We have to see value in it for us to even want to acquire it in the first place. We have to love it. Because we know our life depends on it. And we don't forsake it. That means we don't abandon it. We don't ignore it. We don't just, you know, be apathetic to it. You know, we have to also strive for it, you know. And also, it says here that she will guard you. If you love her, she will watch over you. That's why it's your life. Because you need it to be able to do anything else, anything that you have to do in this life. You need that wisdom. And the wisdom I'm talking about is the wisdom from above so that's another way that's another verse that tells us how we can acquire wisdom now if you go down to verse 8 we are still in Proverbs 4 verse 8 says prize her and she will exalt you she will honor you if you embrace her so prize here also can mean exalt her and how we are still talking about is wisdom and wisdom will exalt you you know because you have acquired it you will know how to walk in life you will know what to do what not to do all those things and it will exalt you. It will honor you if you honor it. You, it will, you know, by you embracing it, by you embracing the wisdom, by you accepting it, you know. So that's 
there's some ways that you can actually get wisdom, acquire wisdom. So that's it for verse five. So going back to verse five that we read, um, let's talk about some other part that was discussed here. It says verse five, acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. So, and do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So another part that we need to talk about is acquiring understanding that was mentioned here. So what does that really mean to acquire understanding? Like you already know, I love to go back and forth with translations. So I love the way NLT translated it. It says, get wisdom, develop good judgment, you know? So basically, um, acquiring understanding is developing good judgment, you know? And I know some, so many people think judgment is always a bad thing, but it comes with a bad connotation. It's not always that way, you know? There's a good judgment, there's a bad judgment, you know? When you go to court and the judge pronounce a judgment, a decision, sometimes it can be in your favor. Sometimes it might, it might be in the other person's favor. So it's not always bad. It's always good to it. And in our life, we always make judgment, whether we like it or not. And that judgment always the decisions, you know? So, but you make judgment. You develop good judgment. Developing good judgment is essentially knowing how to decipher or, do, or discern good and bad. In this context that we're talking about, right? Which is a very important trait or skill a Christian should have. It's just something that you cannot avoid as a Christian. You have to be a discerning Christian. You know, the difference between a true follower of Christ and self-proclaimed Christian is knowing and obeying what is pleasing to God and staying away from what is displeasing to God. Essentially, knowing good and evil. Righteousness and unrighteousness, lawful and, and lawlessness, holy and, and unholy, etc. You cannot say you are a follower of Christ and not practice discernment throughout your life. That's just something that you cannot avoid. You know, for you to discern, you must first understand what God says about things so that you can make wise decision about it. You know, you need to know what God says about everything. You know, so you will know what he likes, what he doesn't like, you know, and all those things, what you should need to stay away from, what is considered evil, what is considered bad, what is considered good, righteousness, holy, lawful, all those things. You need to know those things. You have to understand it before you can even make those good judgments. So the next question, of course, that will be arising in your mind is, Connie, how do I know what God likes or love or what God does not like or does not, you know, there's not pleasing to him. You know, that would be another question that will be arising, which is a good question. If you have this question, you're in a good path. That's that's nothing wrong with them because that's what you're supposed to be doing while studying the Bible. You have to be asking questions, getting an answer. And trust me, you will get an answer because there's no question that's uncommon to man. There have been people that have read this Bible that have asked the same question you have asked. So you just have to go find it. It's there, trust me. And God has made provisions for us because the Bible is sufficient. This question that we raised now will lead us to my next um, verse that stood out to me, which is verse um, 14 to 19. So let's go ahead and read them. Verse 14 to 19 says, Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not proceed in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil and they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. 
But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So you see, this passage gave us some example what God likes and what God doesn't like. And if you read from verse 14 to verse 17, it tells you um, the kind of person that you do not want to be like. That, that evil person, people that walk in the path of the wicked, you know, and they describe their characteristics. They, they, they love evil. They cannot even sleep until they do evil. And they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. I don't know if you meet, you meet that kind of people. They're everywhere, you know. They just derive joy from hurting people, from oppressing people, from doing evil. They just derive that. And sometimes they cannot even sleep because they don't have peace in their mind. Obviously, they don't. So they're always sleeping, thinking that somebody's out there to hurt them because they know they're already hurting people. You know? So it does the people that you need to stay away from. Don't even walk in their path. Verse 15 says, avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. It has to be a quick decision. Nope, you turn away and keep on. There's nothing like deliberating. Should I or should I not? Or what do you think? No, the Bible already told you. Avoid it and pass on. Turn away from it. That is a quick obedience. And that's something we should be praying for. To to able to obey God's word like immediate there has to be an urgency in obeying god's word not procrastinating or thinking uh whenever uh, you know i'm not ready now when i'm ready no because we don't know when our time will come so we have to treat every day like it's our last you know so that's why you have to obey when it comes when the holy spirit bring it up in your mind remind you those things obey immediately there's nothing like deliberating Ah, uh, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yes, you know what to do. God has already told you what to do in his words. So that's the type of people we need to avoid. Then another beautiful thing is, um, the Bible, like I say, is sufficient. It tells you the kind of person that you should be, or you should be around with. It's verse 18 that says, But the path of the righteousness is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter unto the full day. Unto the food, they say you have to be the light. That's why Jesus told us to be the light of the world, because He is the light, the light of men. Described in John one, you know, He's the light, and we have to walk in that light. And that light is righteousness. That is good, and we shine that light. And so God, Jesus will shine light on us, and when He shine light to us, that's showing our sin to us, convicting of of our sin. We respond to it by repenting and turning to God, you know, asking God to forgive us. And he says in 1 John 1, 9, that he is faithful to forgive all our sin. Let me make sure I'm quoting the right Bible verse. I think it's 1 John. Yes, I said it right, 1 John 1, 9. So he's faithful to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, you know, so... That's the kind of people we need to be. We need to make sure we are children of light. We are shining light wherever we go. And when light is shone to us, we respond to it and don't run away from it. Because people of unrighteousness, the wicked people that is described in this proverb 4, it says, when you read down to 19, it says, they, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Because they're in the darkness, they don't see. So they will keep on stumbling. That means getting to their you know, 
their destruction without knowing because they will not comprehend the the light when it shone to them and that's what is described in john chapter one like when light shined the darkness could not comprehend it so you don't want to be in that darkness come out of it come out of it god have given you a way out and he's oh his hand is always open waiting to save you you know so um that's something that we should be running towards that's some of the example how we will know what's what's god love and what god doesn't love how he wants us to walk how he doesn't want us to walk this also passage reminds me of um psalm 1 let's go to psalm psalm of david psalm 1 1 to 2 it says how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stand in the path of righteousness nor sit in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night so we have to be this type of men that stay away from the counsel of the wicked you don't even walk with them you don't even stand in their path or hang around with them you don't even sit with them while they are mocking christ they are mocking god you don't even entertain that that should irritate you if you're in that kind of um, environment that people are doing that you know the things that should you know make you happy what you should delight in is when you study the word of god and you meditate on it day and day night so if your heart to be saturated with the word of god that's something that you should delight in and if you don't have that delight yet that desire yet all you have to do is just keep praying and keep doing it god will start pouring out that desire in your heart little by little you cannot just say wait until when you have that desire then you will do it. No, you start doing it because God commands you to do it. It's not, it's not just an option. It's not something for you to uh, contemplate. Is this something I should do? No, God is a command. God is telling you to read these words. You read it. From there, you will start having the desire. You will start delighting in it because God will pour out his desire in your heart. So it's something that you have to do. It's an action. It's not something you wait, that you are fully that before you do it no you do the word of god you do it by reading the word of god meditating it day and day night then from there you will delight in it you will have the desire to want to do it more and more and then from there your heart to be saturated with it all you want to desire is nothing but what god desire so going back to the next verse that stood out to me that's verse 23 so we are still in proverb 4 so we're gonna go down now to verse 23 verse 23 says Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. This one is powerful. And all these things I've been saying, um, this kind of what is like the bedrock of it, basically. So how do you make sure that you are putting wisdom as a priority, as a primary thing in your life? And, you're, and also making sure that you are making good judgment. You know this by guarding. You do this by guarding and watching over your heart. Why your heart? Some will ask. Because from it, like verse 23 says, from it flows the springs of life. And I love the way NLT put it. Put it. Um, let me go to NLT. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's why it's so important. That's why the heart. Because that's where your everything about your life flows through and that's why also when god saves you the first thing that he do is he give you a new heart 
And why does he have to give you a new heart? Because we know in Jeremiah 17, 9, our heart is wicked, is deceitful. So we have to get a new heart. God had to give us a new heart when he saved us. And this new heart was talked about in Ezekiel chapter 36. Let me make sure I got it right. This new heart was prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 36. Yeah, it will be Ezekiel 36 verse 26. It says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take you out your stony stubborn heart and give you a tender responsive heart that's removing the heart of stone and putting a heart of flesh in us you know so that's why god even starts from the heart first when he saves you because the transformation has to start from inside before it shows before outside change before outside happens when you see some people when they think oh if i start being kind to someone or start doing loving someone or doing this thing be more kind more charitable those things are good though. i'm not saying it's not good they think when they do those things they'll be good they'll be safe. no you need christ first you have to confess your sin repent from it god would save you you believe in jesus christ your heart will be transformed because when you don't want to go through the, you don't want to go through jesus as the only way you think he can do it you're trying to save yourself by doing those things you're just doing behavior modification there's no heart transformation in there and that behavior modification does not last especially when someone is pissing you off you forget about it and you just go off on that person you know, but when God starts, when you go through Christ as the only way, the truth and the life, he transforms your heart. And then from there comes out your behavior. Because out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks, you know. Because the heart is where everything about your life is determined, you know. So before you commit any act of sin, it must already be in your heart. It did not come from nowhere. Or when people, when you call them in anything, they say, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got here. Or, I don't know. No, it does not come from nowhere. It's already been building up in your heart. For example, lust. That's the most common one, right? Lust. It starts from your heart first. Lusting after someone that is not yours. And then finally leads to you committing adultery or even fornication if you are not married. Because they are both the same thing. Adultery and fornication, they are both the same thing. You are going to steal something that isn't yours. You know? So, it just one is done when you are not married. The other one is done when you are married. That's why fornication is a adultery in training. You get what I mean? So, those things does not come from nowhere. It's out of the abundance of your heart that you start acting those things. And you wonder, oh my God, where does this come from? Check your heart. Guard your heart. Watch over your heart. Construct this with a heart that is full of righteousness or God's words. You will be more inclined to walk in holiness, you know, because your, your God's word have saturated your heart. So all the things you want to do is things that please to God. You know, all the things you want to do is things that God loves. You love what God loves. You hate what God hates, you know, because your heart is just full of God's words, his commands. You just want to follow him, want to honor him. And that's why Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commandment. It cannot be one or the other. No. That's the only way you show you love him. That's the only way you show that you are his follower. That's it. You do what he does. 
That's why Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Don't be making role model of anybody that you don't even know who they are imitating. You don't even know who their leader is. You don't even know who their master is. Who are they imitating? Are they imitating um, Christ or are they imitating someone else they learn to? You cannot, if you say you're a believer, you cannot be having role models of people. They're not even saved. They're not even a believer. Because you don't even know where the source is. Where did they get it from? Going back to our passage. Our passage tells us how we can guard our hearts. Let's read verse 25 because you might ask, okay, how do I do that? How do I guard my heart? What's the practical ways I can do this? When you go down to verse 25, we're still in Proverbs 4. Verse 25 says, and we're going to read down to the end, 27. It says, verse 25, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. You know, I love the ending part that says, do not turn to the right or, the, or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. It's, it's just what it is. There's nothing like staying there, oh, should I turn this or should I not turn this? How about I do this? Maybe I'll be more a little bit, you know, maybe today I'll be on the right side. Maybe tomorrow I'll try and be on the left side so we can see. No. In the book of James, it told us that, do we think that we can be the friend of the word and also be friend of God? No. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. There's nothing like, you know, swerving from right. To, no. You have to turn your foot from evil completely. It's a command. And go straight to the path of righteousness. That's just it. That's some ways that you can guard your heart. Okay? Because you don't want to be lead astray. Okay? So that's what it is. And also, I want to end this by reading um, one of David's prayer, King David's prayer. That's found in Psalm, Psalm 139 to the end. I'm going to read it in NLT because I love the way it was translated in NLT. So Psalm 139, 23 to 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So this should be one of our prayer points every day of our life. For God to be searching our heart daily, testing our thoughts to make sure that our thoughts are not evil and able to point those things out to us so we can ask forgiveness like First John 1 night told us and also we can turn from it, turn away from it so Lord God will lead us to the path of everlasting life. We don't want to go to the path of um, death. We want to go to the path of everlasting life. That's where children of God are going to us, you know. So that should be one of your prayer points. And that's my prayer to everyone listening. And also a prayer that I pray to God about myself too. Always searching my heart, making sure those decisions I'm making or how I'm living my life, what is in my heart is, is nothing evil. It's things that are, are full of righteousness, that is lawful, that is holy, that pleases to him. So so that should be our prayer point. And, I, and I'll be praying that for everyone to make sure that God is searching your heart and make sure you walk the path of righteousness all the days of your life. So that would be the end of this. Thank you so much for listening. And um, hopefully next week we'll continue in Proverbs 5. If anything changes, I will let you know. Remember, God loves you and I love you too. I'm your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.